without the manna that came down from heaven, the bread from heaven, Almighty Yah. Continue to feed your people, Almighty Yah, uh, that our souls uh, may be fed, uh, that we may get the nourishment that we need, Almighty Yah. Yah, we thank you for this day, for this time, this opportunity. We thank you, Almighty Yah, to be able to worship before you, before your face, Almighty Yah. Uh, we thank you for this Shabbat, for this day, Almighty Yah. We thank you as we look forward. Uh, to, to going uh, for uh, Sukkot. So, Yah, we just thank you for so many things. We just ask, Yah, that you will continue to inspire us by the Ruach, continue to guide us in your truth, Almighty Yah, that we may be a people uh, that we are continually growing, that you may continually add more to us as you see fit. We give you all the praise and glory. Uh, we just ask, Yahshua may take over my tongue, uh, that he may speak to the people, that he may speak to his sheep. Uh, and Yahshua HaMashiach, let me pray. Amen. Alright, so uh, Shabbat Shalom to everybody that's here. Uh, Shabbat Shalom to anybody who might be watching. Uh, as we always say, peace and shalom uh, to the 12 tribes of Israel that are scattered abroad. Peace and shalom. Salutations to you. Uh, as we always say, uh, to the Yahudim first, as Shaul said, and then to the nations. Um, shalom to you, to anybody who has been joined into this much a more excellent way. Uh, we say peace and shalom to you. Um, and last but not least, uh, we never ever want to leave out those that are poor, um, those that are without, those that don't have any hope. Um, this is what this word is for. The word is to, to pull you out of your pit. Um, depression and suicidal. That's what the word is for. The word is to bring you out. It's the light is to shine on whatever issues deep dark issues we have and then to fix them we see something that's wrong we should try to fix it and the adversary's job is to make you think you should live in it that's his job that you're so nothing you're just a piece of turd under somebody's shoe that you should live in whatever situation you're in and that's not Yah's it's not how Yah operates okay uh, we talked about this the other day about the Jubilee Right? To, for, that, for, that, for that horn to be blown and everything goes back. And everybody gets their possessions back. And everybody gets a fresh start. Who don't need a fresh start in life? Huh? Who, who, who don't need a fresh start? I messed up. Right? Well, at a certain point in my life, that, that horn going to blow. Man, I get to start over. Who don't, I mean, who don't so those are the things that we are, we are waiting on. So we just got to keep pushing. All right, we got to keep it, but this word is for you, okay? This word is, word is for everybody. I don't care if you're, you know, broke, poor, on crack, meth, uh, in the street, hoeing, clubbing, but whatever you're doing, like this word is for you, okay? Work fixed families. Who don't need a family fixed? So this, this word is, is applicable for everybody, but we got to get into it. Read uh, 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 Romans 15, 3 and 4, brother, give me John 6. 4 and 45, uh, I really put you work today, brother. You, you, uh, Acts 24, 14 through 15, John 4, 23 and 24. My oldest son, go and grab that book right there, son. Mm -hmm, 14 through 15. Don't get these staples in right quick. Not yet, though. You go last. Whoever got Romans 15, go ahead. Mm-hmm. For even the Messiah did not please himself. Mm-hmm. 
but as it has been written, mm -hmm. the reproaches of those who reproached you fell upon me. Mm. For whatever was written before was written for our instruction, mm -hmm. that through endurance and encouragement. That through what? Endurance and encouragement. So we got to hang in. Go ahead. Of the scriptures, we might have the expectation. Might have that, might have that, we might have that hope now. Well, we've got John 6 and 44 to 45. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. At the what? At the last day. At the what? At the last day. All right. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of Yah. Every man, therefore, that hath heard. Every man. Every man. Mm. Therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Mm. Acts. Twenty-four, fourteen through fifteen. Acts twenty-four, fourteen through fifteen. Uh huh. But this I confess unto thee. Mm hmm That after that way, after the, after, that after the way which they call heresies. They call it a what? Heresies. Mm. So worship I, God, of my fathers, mm -hmm. believing all things which are written in the law. Believing what? All things that are written in the law mm. and in the prophets mm. and have hope towards Elohim, mm. which they themselves also allow that there shall be a re resurrection of the dead, both of the just and unjust. Of the what? Of the just and unjust. Mm. Just and the unjust. Everybody got to get, everybody got to go see them. That's powerful right there. You think about it. Everybody got to go see him. Don't care where you at, where, where your bones at. Bottom of the Pacific. Get up. I got burnt up and I, 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 or I got my body cremated. Come here. He going to gather your little particles of ashes and, and bring you back up. Everybody got to see that man now. Go ahead, son. John 4, 23 through 24. John 4, 23-24. But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And what? Father in spirit and truth. Mm -hmm. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Mm -hmm. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit, spirit and truth. They must do what? Worship him in in spirit and truth. It didn't. It didn't. It look. It didn't give you no. No. You know. Ultimatum. It didn't give you an option. It didn't give you A, B, C, or D. It said you must worship him in spirit and in truth. You must worship him in spirit and in truth. And that's what our everyday life. And that's amplified when it gets to the Shabbat. And it's. I, I can't even think of a number when it comes to the Moedim. When it comes to the festivals, the gatherings. Okay, so that leads us into today um, our topic as we get ready for Sukkot uh, tomorrow, Yah willing. Uh, from Sukkahs to Temples, Part 2, The Journey of Sojourners to Saints. So we, we talked about this last year at Sukkot as a little opening, opening, um, opening last year, um, which would be different this year. This year, um, praise Yah, going to have uh, Moray. Uh, William Brown and Moray Siler, the general, okay, going to bring us in 
tomorrow. Very excited about that for those, obviously, me and brother, my son there know some, uh, some powerful men in the way. And I, I love how uh, uh, Moray Brown always talks about balance. We have to have balance of spirit and truth. And we cannot be unbalanced. Okay, we got to have good balance. But anyway, but uh, so this will just be a continuation of what we talked about last year and things that we got to kind of look at, uh, especially when it comes to Sukkot. It's the last one. It's the last feast of the year. Right, you bring all your all your fruits. It says in the Torah, this is the end gathering. It's the end of the year. This is the list, the big shebang bang. It's the last one. Okay, so you, you know whatever is last, right, should be what? Mm. Y'all look, y'all folks smart in here now. Some, some, some good, y'all keep me on my toes. All right, so we're gonna look at something. How ancient is booth making? Is it mentioned in the Tanakh before the Egyptian departure? I don't know. Let's find out. So we have our Feast of Tabernacles, right? Our Chag uh, HaSukot, right? Chag HaSukot, right? It's the Feast of Tabernacles, okay? Um, wait a minute. My bad. Here, everybody turn to Genesis 33. Genesis 33. No. Yeah. I start off the thing with a turnover. Okay. Genesis. Just give me a hallelujah to get there. Genesis 33 and 17. Thought I had that for y'all. My bad. Start off the game with a turnover. Off the rip. Some Baker Mayfield pick right off the tap. I had to bench that man on my fantasy team. I'm getting benched, sir. Genesis 33 and 17. And it reads, And Yaakov, or Jacob, journeyed to Sukkoth and built him a house and made booths for his cattle. Therefore, the name of the place is called Sukkoth. So, in Genesis 33 and 17, we have Yaakov, or Jacob, also known as Israel, who has built a house and has made booths, booths for his cattle. What do we, now I, I thought I had it up here for you, but I don't, so that's on me. Um, what we think booths would be in Hebrew? It's kind of a giveaway. Sukkah. <laughs> All right, sukkah. And he journeyed, journeyed to Sukkoth. So what do you think that would be in Hebrew? Sukkoth. <laughs> so, so, so this is before... What? They left Egypt. Way before. Right? So, Jacob made booths. So, we see that he's, he's making a booth. This is something that was very customary. Making a booth. Okay? This was not a deep revelation thing. This was something that someone taught him. We assume his father. And then we would assume somebody taught his father and so on and so forth just a very a a a, a common thing uh making a booth okay making a booth all right um can somebody uh brother give me uh short give me uh leviticus 23 33 through 44 leviticus 23 33 through 34 
and Yahuwah spake unto Moshe, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days unto Yahuwah. Mm -hmm. On the first day shall be in holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. Seven days ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahuwah. On the eighth day shall be in holy convocation unto you. And ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahuwah. It is a solemn assembly, and ye shall do no servile work therein. Mm. Keep going. Yeah, through 44. All right. These are the feasts of Yahuwah, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, to offer an offering made by fire unto Yahuwah, a burnt offering, and a meat offering, a sacrifice, and drink offerings, everything upon his day. Beside the Sabbaths of Yahuwah, and beside your gifts, and beside all your vows, and beside all your free will offerings, which ye give unto Yahuwah. Also, in the fifteenth day of the, of the seventh month, when ye have gathered in the fruit of the land, mm -hmm. ye shall keep a feast unto Yahuwah seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath, and on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. And ye shall take you on the first day the bows, or the, the bows of goodly trees, branches of palm trees. and What the kind of trees? Palm trees. What kind of trees? Palm trees. Okay. And the bows of thick trees and willows of the brook. And ye shall rejoice before Yahuwah your Elohim. Seven you shall do what? Rejoice. Before you shall do what? Rejoice hmm. before Yahuwah your Elohim seven days. Okay. And ye shall keep it a feast unto Yahuwah seven days in the year. And it shall be a statute forever in your generations. Ye shall celebrate it in the seventh month. Mm -hmm. Ye shall dwell in booths seven days. Mm -hmm. All that are Israelites born shall dwell in booths. Mm -hmm. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths. Mm. When I brought them out of the land of Egypt, I am Yahuwah your Elohim. And Moshe declared unto the children of Israel the feast of Yahuwah. Hallelujah. Amen. That's Leviticus 23, 33 through 44. We get um, some pretty good information on that feast, right? It could, it could be like Teruah where he just said, hey, need some fire offering and y'all make a lot of noise. Okay, which is the first feast of this month. Okay, uh, so we have Leviticus 23, 33 through 44. Um, so we have the Feast of Tabernacles, okay, the Chag uh, Hasukot, okay, or just the Feast of Tabernacles, um, the celebration of the Feast of ta Tabernacles. Now, in Leviticus 23 and, and 40, okay, it says, And ye shall take you on the first day of the fruit, goodly trees, branches of palm trees, bowls of thick trees, those of the brook, and ye shall rejoice, ye shall rejoice, ye shall rejoice. So, Yah's in giving you instruction during this time period. You are to do what? Rejoice. You are to rejoice uh, during this time period, right? And that is the uh, um, Sameach. Okay, so I got that highlighted for you. I think there it's, it's uh, uh, us chetem. Okay, so if, if somebody might say Chag Sameach, it's just, you know, say have a happy feast or have a blessed or joyful, joyful feast. Okay, so we are instructed to rejoice. Okay, so Yah is saying, like, I want you to have a great time. Okay, now for us in the 21st century, we run into the problem of, you know, uh, work, getting off from work. And all that stuff squared away, we run into the big thing, money. No, it's hard to rejoice if my pocket like this. It's, 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 I mean, that's just life. You know, so, you know, and, and after the feast, we'll kind of go through, 
we look at the, 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 the tithing system that's set up, that second tithe is specifically set for this time of year so that you can go, that you have the funds to go, okay? Um, and not just you being able to go, but those who do not have. So those who, who do not have, you have enough of your tithe put aside that you can help someone because this is the big feast at the end of the year and you got to go to Jerusalem. You have to get from wherever you live to Jerusalem. Okay? So no, we're not going to go through all that today because that's not the point for today. Um, but Leviticus 23, same chapter, same verse, that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths. So we're looking at the theme of this feast. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths. When I brought them out of the land of Egypt, I am the Lord your God. So we have to ask a question. All right. Well, when? When exactly did they dwell in booths? Okay. Uh, we're going to look at quickly to Exodus 12, 37. As we just read earlier in Genesis, what um, a place where Jacob went, made a little house for himself, and made some sukkahs for his uh, cattle. Right, we'll be in Exodus 12 and 37. Okay, Exodus 12 and 37, and it reads. The children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Sukkoth, about 600,000 on foot that were men beside children. So they journeyed from Ramses to Sukkoth. Uh, and as we looked at earlier in Genesis 33 and 17, Jacob also went to a place called Sukkoth. I'm not saying that's the same place. What I'm saying is it's, descript, it's described the same way in the Hebrew. So it's a place where you can make booths. That particular area grows as we looked at particular kind of trees, palm branches, thick branches that I can make a booth a specific kind of way. So uh, they went to a place called Sukkoth. All right, now, and we're not going to turn there, but in Genesis, I'm sorry, Exodus 13 and 20, they went from Sukkoth to Etham, the edge of the wilderness. So we are, we are back when they came out of Egypt. Then we have Pihahirath, right between Megal over the sea against Baal-Zephon. Then we have, they went to Shur, the wilderness, Mara, that we talked about earlier about the waters of bitterness, once they, the waters closed. And then in Exodus 15 and 27, they went to a place called Elim, which had waters, well waters, and 70 palm trees. Okay, so we can for sure assume that in Exodus 12 and 37, and then Exodus 15 and 27, they made booths. So that's what he said he made them to do. We're just asking when. Because we don't really see that in the text, right? I mean, do we? Let somebody know. Well, please let me know. Because I don't want to say nothing and, you know, mess, mess people over. Um, so, I made the children of Israel in booths. So we can look at Exodus 12 and 37. Exodus 15 and 27. The descriptive language can say, you know what? They probably made booths here. It doesn't say that. We can assume that because of the, the, the place, the language, and that he said he made them to do it. Okay? So he made them to dwell in booths. All right. So, all right. 
will win. All right, Leviticus 23-43, that your generations may know, that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths. That should have been why. I think I had win. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths. When I brought them out of the land of Egypt, I am the Lord your God. So Yah said that your generations may know. That you may know. Okay, I got the Hebrew there for you. It's um, Yah do. Or, or Yeh do. Yeh do. Yeh do. That they may know. So the purpose is he says that I want you to know. So the action was I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths. And I want you guys to know. I want every generation to know. Okay. All right. Now it gets interesting because what does Yada mean? It means to know. To learn. Get acquainted. So if, if, if you, you got a husband and a wife, you know, to get acquainted. Fellas, to get acquainted. You die. So let's go back. That your generations may know, right? Got the you die, yeah, yeah, do, right? That I made them children as well dwell in booths. Hmm. Okay, that's cool, interesting. Now, Yah did not say Zakar or Zikron. He didn't tell you to remember. And he didn't say, make it a memorial. You know, y'all tell you to do something, he'll give you reason and why. Right? So, just to make sure, he said that you may know. Okay? And then we see what no means to know, learn, get acquainted. And then, here are some examples of when he told you to zakar or to remember. Okay? Alright, number one, he's going to remember the covenant. What's well, a bunch of them? Which one? <laughs> the one I made with all living things. I will not let it rain so much that I just kill all y'all. I just, I'm tired of y'all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, 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 I'm to turn the faucet on like some of my kids do. Turn the faucet on and, and then just go off. And then I, I come in there, I hear something. I'm going to the kitchen, give me some meat. I shouldn't, but I'm glad I did. Because then I hear water. Like, Is that water running? And then the sink almost full. I mean, y'all could do that. Just turn the faucet on. Just let the water run. I mean, where, what would you do? <laughs> so he's going to choose the car, remember, by all, of, all living things. Fourth commandment, right? To remember the Shabbat. To keep it, okay, you are to the car. Okay? Or Zeke's. Okay? They are for you to remember not to do what? Sin. So those are things that he said to remember. Memorial, okay, Zikron. These are memorials. Pesach, make it a memorial. Unleavened bread, memorial. We just had uh, the Yom Kippur, where the high priest would not go behind the Holy of Holies with the ironic breastplate on. He would not. But he said that uh, that the names on the breastplate of the tribes is a memorial. Okay, the atonement money for the sanctuary in the Torah, right? Yes, a, a, a actual money for the sanctuary. Okay, that's in your Torah. That's a memorial. First day of the seventh month. Blowing, blowing horns, right? That's a memorial. Blowing silver trumpets over offerings. That's a memorial. That is not mentioned when it comes to Sukkot. It is not mentioned. His description was different. He told you to, you die. 
is I want every generation to yada. I want every generation to yada. So I'm going to give us an example. Right, Genesis 4 and 1, and the man knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have begotten a man with the help of Yahweh. And we have on the first line here, I won't read all of it, but the Vahadam Yada. Vahadam Yada et Chua. Right, and the man knew Eve, his wife, so he knew her. Right, he got acquainted with her. Okay? So when it comes to Sukkot, Yah wants you to know or to get acquainted with this time of year. He didn't say remember it. He didn't say make a memorial. He wants you to know. And how personal is it? It's like a man and his wife. I ain't make it up. I just poured it out the book. So this time of year, it is about getting to know somebody. Like a man and a wife. So, um, so I, we got, I don't know, a bunch of questions. Right, questions, questions, questions. So the purpose, what's the purpose of an ancient custom, all the way back to J Jacob days, intertwined with the commandment, a mitzvot is a commandment, inside your Torah? Like what's, the, what's the purpose of that? Okay. And if somebody, I'm, I'm going to go through these because I, 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 I said, I, I gave my word, I'm going to keep my word like, like a man. Keep my word. Um, so if you, if you want to get something, I'll go back and let you write it down. All right, another question. What does the El Elyon or the Most High want us to see, understand, and gain? And gain means like to benefit. So like what is it that he wants us to see, to understand, and to gain? Because he wants us to know. He wants every generation to know that I made them to dwell in booths when they came out of Egypt. Why? What does he want us to see? Understand and gain. He didn't say, remember this. He said, make a memorial. He said, you die. So I want you to know. So I want you to know. We're just asking why. Since this part took in the month of Aviv, right? They left in the first month, Nissan or Aviv. Why don't we celebrate it in the spring? No, why don't we? They came out. They dwelled in Boost in the first month. Or Nissan. Aviv, right? Mm. There is no reason. When you really think about it, like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They dwelt in Boost in the first month in the spring. But then you don't celebrate it till the fall where the weather is not as conducive. Wait, but we did this then, but we don't celebrate it till six months later. But we did this then, though. Well, we can go through it and see where they went, and, but we're doing this now? Why not in Aviv? Huh. Interesting. The divine impact of Sukkot, the divine impact of Sukkot will take place last. It's last, but there are clues inside the text. There are clues inside the text. Here's one. 
What's that? It's clouds. Folks looking like the gateway to the not no, just 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 just, just cloud look. No, no, no. Just clouds. <laughs> the gateway. I, I see Jacob's ladder. Huh? Jacob ladder. No, no, no. Just, just, just clouds. Just clouds. Brother, let me get uh, 13 Exodus 21 through 22. Read it. Let me get uh, 19 and 16 in Exodus. Let me get 1 and 9 in Acts. And Yah went before them by day in a column of a cloud. In a what? In a column of cloud mm. to lead the way. And by night in a column of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. Mm. The column of cloud did not cease by day, nor the column by fire by, a fire by night before the people. So, if I understand this, everywhere they went, there was a cloud. There was some form of a cloud over them. Especially, I can imagine, in, in the daytime. I know it's hot out there. You know, we, every time we read to go through it, they was always complaining about lack of what? Water. You know what that means? It's hot. It's hot out here. Ain't no water. We're going to die out here. Right? So when we started that, man, I probably would have out there tripping too. It's dry. The ground is so hard, it's like clay. Remember we talked about that, about the ground out there, how the ground's like clay, sharp, thorny, thorny. It's like, man, like, it's so hard. The ground got, like, bottom people's feet got bad feet, like mine. It be peeling and stuff at the bottom. Them cracks in your feet. That's how the ground look. There's no water. There's no moisture. No. Well, I just, you know, give an example. But, you know, point being is that there's just no, no water, no, no moisture. Okay, so it's hot out there. So Yah was a cloud. Over the people. He was a cloud over the people. Let me get the Exodus 19 and uh, 16. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning uh -huh. that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud. And a what? And a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. Mm, so there was a thick cloud. So when they came out, there was a cloud that covered them by daytime, was a pillar of fire. That protected them and guided them at nighttime. And then when, when they were supposed to meet at Mount Sinai, there's this big, thick, dark cloud. Okay? I'm going to read to y'all uh, 1 Corinthians 10 and 1. And it reads, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye men should be so ignorant that how our, all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And were all baptized into Moshe in the cloud and in the sea. Did all eat the same spiritual meat, and they did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock. Spiritual rock. We're talking about the rock today, didn't we? Look what he says. They drank that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Mashiach. Okay, so there was a cloud that covered them. They passed under the cloud, passed through the sea. There was a rock that gave them water. He said the rock was Mashiach. Okay, uh, brother, let me get Acts 1 and 9. Acts 1 and 9. Uh-huh. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received a, him. Taken up in a what? And a cloud. In a what? Received him out of their sight. So he went up in a what? Cloud. So something that we need to think about when we 
because spirit and truth, so a cloud has a lot to do with Sukkot because the cloud is over your head. It's over your head. And that cloud for the children of Israel coming out, it protected them. Helped them. Protected them. Okay. All right, everybody's turn to Luke 21 and 27. Is, is that remote control? Uh, okay. But you already looking ahead, ain't you? Okay. That's why you, you're smart. Real smart. I'll tell you, Luke, Luke 21 and 27, and it says, And they shall, uh, and they shall, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and with great glory. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Now a, a friend of mine, a, a teacher of mine, a good teacher of this, these scriptures, uh, Rabbi Basil, talks about in the Hebrew that when you're sitting in the booth, you're to look up. He has a great uh, talking on there are people that just want to sit in the booth. There are people that just want to sit in the booth and look up. And then there are some people that have a spiritual understanding of the booth. All three of them are fine because you're still in the guidelines of Torah. Right? Because Romans 7.14, the law is what? Spiritual. So, um, but how far do we want to go? How, how far do you want to go? You know, how much are you, you know, if, if, if you're the guy that he gave a talent to, you know, how much you give him back? That's just sticking in the ground or I just do the bare minimal. I want to get yelled at. I just take it to the, I go all the way to the max. You know, which one, which one am I? So, are we? So that was Luke 21, 27, 28. The Son of Man will come with, in a cloud with great power, great glory. We should be looking up. Uh, brother, give me, uh, 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 give me John 12, 12 through 13. John 12, 12 through 13. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Yeshua was coming to Jerusalem, uh -huh. took branches of palm trees. They took what? Branches of palm trees. They took what? Branches of palm trees. Mm -hmm. And went forth to meet him mm. and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of Yahuwah. Blessed is who? The king of Israel. Blessed is who? The king of Israel. Huh. And you know, when they saying Hosanna, what does Hosanna mean? Save now. Like save like right now. So they took them palm trees. And what were they doing again? They was waving them. Were they dropping them in the 
for him to walk on top of? To walk on top of the palm branches. But the palm branches, if I was in the wilderness, would have been on top of my little sukkah. So there would have been something superseding the sukkah. The cloud. And there's only one that's a cloud walker. Huh. But you're supposed to be looking up. So am I looking past my sukkah covering, my branches on top, and do I see them on the cloud? What are you looking for? What are you, you know, what are we, what are we looking for? So I'm going to show y'all something. Because we read John. But I got to give you a visual of how impactful this John 12, when they're saying, they screaming, Hosanna, Hosanna, save now. Right now. That's how we're supposed to be. Because I thought in Leviticus 23 and 40, you are to do what? Rejoice. You are to come here and you are to shout, laugh, joy, bring your families, do everything. Get up here and rejoice. Give you a visual. Because I know how our people are like, we need, we need visuals. Give you a visual. I got a visual for you. Why is it doing that? Ain't supposed to do that. You don't usually do this. Yeah, see. Police there, limousines, special ops, CIA, the King of Zamunda, police out there. What she got in her hand? Flower petals? What she gonna do with that? They hurrying, they, they hustling too. Make sure everything right, everything clear. Took a deep breath. Now. Jaffe Jofer has rose petals, special service, and they're throwing the petals on the ground for him to walk on. Then can we imagine John 12, what he just read? And they're saying, save now. And we know you're the one because you hover on top of the palm branches. We know who you are. We know who you are. You hover over the sukkah. If a man is a 
woman's covering, then Mashiach should be the man's head, right, covering, and then Father Yah is over top of everything. So when I'm in my sukkah, or my booth, and I have this palm branch over my head, there's something on top of that. The cloud. It's in the sky. And then he says, thank you, fan. And it says, then and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in power, coming in a cloud with power and great glory, coming in the cloud. So if a movie clip can give us a picture of what a king arrival is like, then we should be able to understand that when he's coming into Jerusalem at the feast, at the feast, and they're, throw, they're waving the branches, Hosanna, Hosanna, save now, save now, and they're throwing them down on the ground for him to walk on. They get it. So when we're celebrating Sukkot, do we get it? Or do we just want to go camping? Well, say, say dwell in there for seven days. Yes, it does. But what is the eternal trying to get us to see? What does he want us to see? Because he didn't say remember. He didn't say Zikron memorial. He said, I want, you, I want every generation to know till you die. How personal is that? How, it's like a man and a woman coming together and making a child. Is that personal? Remember, this is the last festival of the year. So you bring me everything you got. You don't, don't hold back. Bring me everything you got at the end. Let that marinate. Like my meat, when I be doing my deer meat, I got to let it marinate for a couple of days. Let that marinate. So the New Testament gives us insight on sukkahs. Y'all knows we need it. The New Testament gives us insight on sukkahs. So put your spiritual seatbelt on. Make sure you got your uh, emergency, your little flashing lights going. Okay. All right. We're going to start. Oh, yeah. Message. Sorry, I forgot about that. Message. All right. The New Testament gives us insights. So we got a message here for you. All right. Let's look at um, Matthew 17. Matthew 17. We'll start in verse 1. Hallelujah. Whenever you get there. Matthew 17 and verse 1 and it reads and after six days Yahshua taketh Peter James and John his brother and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart and he was transfigured before them he was transfigured before them and his face did shine as the sun and his raiment was white as the light and behold there appeared unto them Moshe and Eliyahu Moses and Elijah talking with him then answered Peter and said unto Yahshua Lord it is good for us to be here, if thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, three tabernacles, three tabernacles. 
So he would have made them booths. Kind of like the same way Yaakov in Genesis 33 would have made a booth. So he said, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moshe, one for Elijah. And while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased, hear ye him. So, Kephas said, man, this is deep, this is heavy. We should make some sukkahs. And then out of the cloud, a voice. And the voice said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. When the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were so afraid. And Yahshua came and touched them and said, arise and be not afraid. When they lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Yahshua only. So when, they, when Yahshua transfigured, he was one way. Light and sun and bright from head to toe. We get an example of Moses coming down the mountain and his face was so bright they had to cover it. Not his whole body though. Just the face. But when Yahshua transfigured, it was from head to toe. From the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. It was light. And Peter panicked. We all make some sukas. Voice from on high. They drop down. Yahshua come. Sorry man. Don't be afraid. He looks up and he's back as he knows him. So his body went from one way to another way. Then the back. And the only thing Cephas could say was we need some booths. Because the sukkah is a temporary dwelling place. Temporary dwelling place. Let's turn to 2 Peter. Because Cephas is the one that said that, right? Let's turn to 2 Peter. 2 Peter 1. How long did you get there? 2 Peter and 1 and 1. people there. I ain't, ain't hearing none. There we go. The God's gone praising them. I know it's word time. We still, we still shout it out. Second Peter 1. We'll start in verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Yeshua HaMashiach. So someone was close to him. He's so close to Yahshua that Yahshua says, I'm taking the squad. But I'm, I'm taking down my squad. My close ones to me to go up top of this mountain. He didn't take everybody with him now. He took, he took ones that could, that would benefit from that experience. That's what he took. Okay? So we have background. We know that he saw something. He, he, he has a, a good understanding when it comes to the master. Okay? <clears throat> to attain the like precious faith 
with us through the righteousness of Elohim, through our Savior, Yeshua Mashiach. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God, of Yahshua, our Master. According as his divine power hath given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Look at that now. According as his divine power hath given us unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. I wonder like what? I wonder what would be a great precious promise. Now listen, some of these knuckleheads out here in the street, they're going to tell you that, you know, you having as many concubines, as many women as you want, or having somebody, you know, bake you uh, burgers or something all day and, and, and putting great poop on it, that's going to be the great precious inheritance. Slap them upside the head. Like, what line to people? People saw on the line. This man come back about business. I don't care if you're Sunday. I don't care if you're Shabbat. I don't care if you're Israelite. Man, look, if you crooked. And people following crooked people. The blind, the lose the blind, they both do what? Fall in the ditch. Gotta be careful now. Some of these folks don't care now. Some people just don't care. I'm at. Thank you. And, and are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Thank you. That these might be partakers of the divine nature. Divine nature. Divine. He got something great for you. So he wants you to be a partaker of him. We're stuck in dirt. Flesh and bones. Arthritis. Tendinitis. Huh? Flu, cold, bursitis, headache, woman stuff. You stuck in that. He says that you may be a partaker of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through life. Luke, uh, Luke, Luke 21, 36 right quick. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world. So in order to reach his divine nature, you got to escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. Watch ye therefore and pray always uh -huh. that ye may be accompted worthy to escape all these things. To do what? Escape all these things. Have mercy. That shall come to pass uh -huh. and to stand before the Son of Man. See, you can stand in front of him face to face if you look like him. I say it again. So you can stand in front of him face to face. You can look like him. Now we got some we got some family traits now. Because I have been blessed or I'm in this divine nature now. But I was in a former a former state. So we can talk, you know, spiritual. I used to sin, I used to smoke weed and, and do all this stuff and hustle dope and stuff. I ain't talking about that. Divine nature, you. He's talking to you. Being in the divine nature. And beside this, verse 5, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, you got to be a fruit bearer. John 15, right? You got to be a fruit bearer. They make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge. People, look, 
my young brother, he, he said something a couple weeks ago. He said, information is not salvation. I said, I'm, I'm going to say it, but I, I can't take it because that's, uh, that's plagiarism. From what I learned in my class is plagiarism. Then his wife would probably call me out on it later. If, 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 if I did, she called me out last time too. But anyway, we're excited. I need them points, Dr. Thomas, man, for real. Anyway, so we are supposed to be bearing fruit and growing in knowledge in the master because you have to stand in front of the master. Now, if you're standing there, same old Joe Blow, yeah, you're behind in trouble. But if you're standing there and something within you is coming out. For if these things be in you, in you, at some point it's got to come out. Look, a woman get pregnant, she ain't be pregnant forever now. Right, mothers? You know how you done get, you look, when, when you get pregnant, you are, it, it might, I know for y'all, it might feel like it. But at some point, there's an end. So there's something within us, at some point, it got to come out. And it makes it more reasonable to be able to stand in front of the Son of Man. Because we got some familiar qualities, some familiar traits. For these things be in you and abound they make you that ye shall neither be bare nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our master Yeshua Mashiach. But he that lacketh these things is blind. So if we're not talking, when we talk about the word, if we're not talking about the people, the body, Israel, the group, reaching a divine status, then that's blind. I ain't saying he did. And who was he? Cephas. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see. What are we looking at when we're in the sukkah? He cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our master and savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you in remembrance. That's my job. It's to make sure you don't forget. It's to make sure that you get not just the word, you know, Shema, to get the word. What's the purpose? That you are trying, Yah's goal is for you to inherit divine nature so that you're like him. You're like him. So you've got to change your life now. That's why the little things, job and, and, and all the other, got to change it now. Because the end game is us being like him. Verse uh, 12. Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them. It's not the point. Look, I do basketball training and, and, and coaching and stuff. I do that for a living. I don't care, man, if you're a, a little boy, a, a middle school little boy, a, a high school guy. You're a pro. You got to know and do your fundamentals. I had my son in the gym. I said, hey, man, look, I'm going to get real simple. Get where you can catch the ball. Just catch the ball and square up and don't throw it away. Don't walk with it. Just simple stuff. Fun we, so we have to have fundamentals of Torah. And then once you get it, the book just said to apply good, good godliness, brotherly kindness. To, uh, apply these things to your game. But if I got flaws in my fundamentals, I catch the ball and I'm walking all the time. People throw me the ball and I drop the ball all the time. Then my fundamentals is off. 
You got to keep practicing. You got to get back to the gym. You got to get to work. But I'm trying to jump and, and you know, I'm, I'm a king and priest. Shut your mouth. I broke my stuff. I don't even care. Don't worry about it. My mother-in-law gave me nothing. I told her I said this thing was getting messed up anyway. She gave me nothing the other day, so I ain't worried about it. <laughs> I, was some, I was somewhere at camp. I was at basketball camp. So I know. Summers ago, before I even got into this, was in that time when I was so mad. I did somebody clap my hand. That watch broke. I said, I don't care about the watch. But on the inside, bro, I was messed up. That was a good watch, man. <laughs> well, I come here a lot of money now. Like, that was my first time getting that jock. Start getting a little money. I was like, man, that watch cost a lot of money. Uh, them kids are looking there. Like, hey, I don't worry about the watch. I just got to play hard. I got to compete now. So, man, I'm broke and messed up my watch. <laughs> uh, but anyway. So, though ye know them and be established in the present truth, yet, very important right here, verse 13, yet I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle. What's your translation say? 13. Yeah, I think as I am me long as I'm in this what? In this tent. tent. Or booth. Or sukkah. So verse 13. Yeah, I think it meet as long as I am in this sukkah to stir you up and putting you in remembrance, verse 14, pay attention, knowing that shortly I must put off this my sukkah, even as the master, Yahshua HaMashiach, has showed me. When? Matthew 17. So what was Cephas, what was his response? Man, all I could think of was, we need to build some sukkahs. And later, Yahshua's died, Peter then had the Incident where he's like, man, I'm a, I'm, he, he denied the master. So he's grown. This is post. This is the starting of the, of the church. Right? The, they had the Gentiles come to his house. He's like, whoa, hold up. He's grown. He ain't a baby. He grown. So when he, when he telling us this, he got game. He's like, look, the master showed me that I got to take off this sukkah. Because there's another sukkah within. And when I saw the master change, he was light from head to toe. But it scared me because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for it. I just wanted to sit in my tent. I wasn't thinking about looking up. And I dag him show I'm thinking about the cloud on top of the sukkah. So verse 14, knowing that shortly I must put off this my sukkah, even as the master has showed me. And we can take that back to Matthew 17, 1 through 7. But obviously, Peter wasn't ready. Just like us. It just shows how known these people were. Just wasn't ready. Didn't have an understanding. But he wouldn't have brought them up there if he wasn't ready for it. Something I say in prayer, I said, man, yeah, you wouldn't brought me this for if you didn't think I could handle it. You wouldn't done this. You wouldn't done this. You wouldn't done this for me to embarrass myself or to hurt myself or to, you know. <laughs> I mean, you, you wouldn't have done it for nothing. And that's how he is with everybody. Like he, he don't do that. Like he's not to make a mockery or fool of you. And that other knucklehead, he will try to make a fool of you to, to, to kill you. Because that's his job. Just to kill you. 
But the master job is for you to have life. And then to have it more. Well, what else could he mean? That you be a partaker of the divine nature. Second Peter 1 and 4. That you're like me. Divine. So the booths that are set up must be taken down. How do we know this? Because you practice it every year. You set up your sukkah and you do what? You take it down. Well, yeah, you take it down. You set it up. Every people argue about this stuff. Booths and where and when. and You take it up and you sit it down. You take it up and you put it. You don't pull it out again until it's time to do it again. So, he's, so the master's teaching you that this thing right here is up. But it's got to come what? Down. And he's going to pull something. He's going to set up something else so that you can partake in the divine nature with him. To say, I am, in, I am a partaker of the inheritance of light. What in world Paul talking about? To be like him. I got to be light. But I'm, you know, there's blood on my hands. I'm a dirty man. I've done stuff. That's okay. That has to come down. So the adversary's job is to make you dwell in your own misery. That you'll never be good enough. You dwell in your own misery. And in reality, Yah's like, I ain't worried about it. I'm doing something from within. And there'll be a certain point in time when you've escaped all these things. You'll be found worthy to stand in front of the Son of Man. Because when that tent come down, something else is in there. It's just going to pop out. You're like a little walking jack-in-the-box. Boom! You're walking jack-in-the-box. There's something from within. That's why we talked about the, the, the kafar to uh, uh, the pitch on the uh, Noah's with the ark was to cover what first? Inside. He went about the inside first. First Peter, second chapter. First Peter 2. We'll skip. You can put in your notes 1 through 6. We're going to skip down to 5. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house. So who's being built as a spiritual house? Look at your neighbor and say, you. So ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Acceptable to Elohim by Yeshua HaMashiach. So you. Us, your lively stones, you're a booth. All these descriptive words to describe you eventually being like him. You're not just a stone, you're a living stone, a lively stone. Because he's putting them all together to build a temple. Right? People are, obviously there will be a third temple built again. It has to be. But the bigger picture is the people. Right? What were the four our wills of Yah? He said that he will do what? I will dwell with you, walk with you, be with you, and then be in you, right? So I will, I, will, I will walk with you, I will dwell in you, I will be with you, I will be your Elohim, and then I will be in you. So when you look at this descriptive language that you're the stones and he's building up a spiritual house for him to dwell in, it hadn't, it hadn't changed. It's like your mom or somebody, when you did something you weren't supposed to do, but you had to go over to your cousin's house for a couple days, and you got away from the house, you thought you got by, and when you got back, 
You know what she said? I ain't forgot. It ain't over. Well, that's how the most I is. What he said back then, he ain't forgot. It ain't over. Second Corinthians three. Second Corinthians three and six. Second Corinthians three and six, and it reads. Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter killeth and the Spirit giveth life. But if the menstruation of death written and engraven in stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excels. So what they're saying is, is that if the glory of Moshe during that time, right, being under Torah, was, if that glory was great, well then how much more will this glory be? Like how much more powerful will this be under this covenant? Like how much more potent will it be? 12. Seeing that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, the children of Israel could not steadily as he looked to the end of that which was abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remained the same veil, un un untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament or the Tanakh, which veils the in Christ. But we, got, we, we get that now, don't we? People got the veil over their face when the Tanakh is read still. But even until this day, when Moshe is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless... When it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But, very right, 18. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed. Are changed. Are changed. Into what? Into the same image. From glory to glory. Even as by the spirit of the Lord. pretty plain pretty plain so we're going to be changed from one kind of glory to another kind of glory Ephesians second chapter Ephesians second chapter verse 1 and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this. Where it's Ephesians 2 verse 1. According to the prince of the power of the air and the spirit that now worketh in children of disobedience. So if that was going on then, imagine now. Right? So we're talking about, so we were talking about this morning in Torah class. It has a lot of significance. Okay? Because during our era, we have robots that can talk. And can, you know, they have sex bots. They, 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 are, they, are, they have a lot of stuff. So this power then has multiplied to where we are today. Okay? Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But Elohim, who is rich in mercy for his great love, 
wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Mashiach. So someone is going to raise you up, and you're going to be able to sit in heavenly places. This goes back to Second Peter, First Peter, the divine nature, your inheritance. A great promise to be able to sit, to have a conversation in whatever throne room is going on up there. Someone had to raise something, somebody raised something up out of you. Verse 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through, through Mashiach. Because he was given all things. He said, I'm going to share it with you. But before I do that, you got to get on my level. For by grace are you saved through faith and not that of yourselves. That's going to hurt a lot of people right there. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of your own selves. A lot of folks trying to work, trying to work their own magic. Your magic will get you killed. Real quick like. Not of works, least any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, crafted in Mashiach. Unto good works, which Elohim hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. Okay. We're going to skip some of this. Y'all read this. Okay, verse 16. Same chapter. And that he might reconcile both unto Elohim in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, he came and preached peace unto you which were far off, and to them that are nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens. You are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles, the prophets, Yahshua HaMashiach himself being the chief cornerstone. 21, pay attention. In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple, holy temple, holy temple in the master. That's why we're going from sukkahs to temples. From sukkahs to temples. So Yah is getting all the people together, right? You're no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints. What's a saint? Someone that's called a shim, separated. You know, there's Gabriel and uh, all the angels, and they're set apart. They're set apart. So you are a fellow citizen with them. End of the household of God, verse 19. And you're built upon the things that have been preached. And then in whom all 21, all the building fitly framed together, goes into the holy temple of the Lord. Remember, Peter said you are a lively stone. He's building a spiritual house to give up spiritual sacrifices. So Sukkot is a practice for something bigger. It won't be about the booth anymore because you're in a temporary dwelling place because your body is a temporary dwelling place. And there will be a day, right, that your body will be a temple. Right? Your body's not of your own. Right? Shaul says that. Right? It's a temple. So why do they use that kind of language? Because they understand that this 
has to come off. So Yah said, you know what? I made them sit in them booths while they were sojourners. I was a cloud over them while they were sojourning. I made them stop. They had to sit in booths. They had to take the booth down and keep on trucking. So at some point, this booth has to come off because we have to be changed to something else because we have to keep going. We're still journeying. We're still on our journey. Like we're not nowhere near done. Verse 22, in whom ye all also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Um, I want you guys put in your notes 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 19. We're just going to read uh, the, uh, the first couple verses. We're going to go ahead and close out. So I want you guys to read 1 through 19. Y'all just go and read the whole chapter, really. Read, read the whole chapter. But 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle, sukkah, booth, were dissolved. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle, body, sukkah, booth, were dissolved, we have a building of Elohim, a house not made with hands. Where? Today is eternal in the heavens. So someone has something with them when they come from the cloud. I think the book says that he has his reward with him. And then Second Peter talks about having all these things working in you. So then when this comes off, and this, whatever this is, comes out, and whatever he has when he comes, boom, in an instant, from glory to glory. And as he appears, you shall be. So, Start over again. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desire to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we should not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle, we that are in this sukkah, in this booth, do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the self same thing is God, who also hath given us into the earnest of the spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we're absent from, I heard that so many fools, that ain't what they're what they talking about. They're talking about your sukkah or tabernacle coming down. And while you got this sukkah, Right here, you are separated from him because he's spirit. But within you, there's a divine nature being cultivated or percolating, whatever. Verse 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. So you guys go ahead and read that now. And uh, really quick, the Torah teaches us that we were a stranger, okay, Leviticus, Leviticus 19 and 34, the Torah teaches you that you are a stranger. And we just read earlier where you are no more strangers, right? But you're now fellow citizens with the saints, right? The holy ones. You're now fellow heir. Then the Tanakh informs us, give me First Chronicles, brother, 29 and 15. 
First Chronicles, First Chronicle, twenty nine and fifteen. And brother, you give me uh, Genesis 32 and 12 and Genesis 15 and 5. Just keep your finger on both. First Chronicle 29 and 15. Uh-huh. For we are strangers before thee and sojourners. And are what? And sojourners. Mm-hmm. As, we, as were all our fathers. Our days on the earth are as, shadow, as a shadow and there is none abiding. So David is writing... And he's getting ready to pass all this stuff to his son. What is his son going to do? Well, what does Solomon do? When he, when, he first, when he first became king, he did what? He started a project, right? What was the project? Temple. Building the temple. So David just said, what? What did he say again? For we are strangers. We are strangers. And what else? And sojourners. And so, but wait a minute. He's in the kingdom. And they got their boundaries. And they got the... You know, they got all the stuff to build. And why would he say strangers and sojourner? Why would he say that? Why would David say that? Why would David say that? Why would David say that? What does he know that we ain't caught up with yet? Why would he say we're strangers and sojourners like our forefathers were that he made to dwell in booths? Why would he say that? And he's sitting there in the castle. Just like someone having a lot of money and saying, man, I'm broke. That you broke spiritually. So David is saying we're strangers and we're sojourners. Because we're not done yet. There's, there's something more. So David has insight. That we're still. Like we're not home. We're not home yet. We're not, we haven't crossed the finish line yet. We'll cross the finish line when we're looking just like him. In mortality. Till then. You practice. And you sit in your booth. And you look up. Because your redemption draws nigh. And at an instant, you'll be changed. And when you do, your booth has to come off. Your sukkah has to come off. The same way you sit up, you got to tear it back down. Thank you, brother. Uh, <clears throat> the sun is in the sky. We're done. The sun is in the sky. No, I got you. The sun is in the sky. And then the moon is in the sky. And they both do what? They both shine. Now, in uh, Genesis 30, uh, give me uh, 32 and 12 right quick. 32 and 12. And thou says, I will surely do thee good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, mm -hmm. which cannot be numbered for multitude. So make thy say seed as what? Uh, as the sand of the sea. Okay, mm -hmm. so we can look at the whole body of Israel all over the earth uncountable. You know, some people will make you think that it's just only melanated people. Don't, don't get off and all that. You have the Silk Roads, Pakistan, Afghanistan, all the way to China. They went that way too. So, Israel is like the sand of the seashore. Can't even count it. We can get that. But in 15, Genesis 15, give the other one, I think 15 and 5. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now towards heaven. Look where? Towards heaven. Look where? Towards heaven. Uh huh. And tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto 
unto him, so shall thy seed be. So his seed will be like the stars of the Shemaim. So if the sun and the moon, they give off what? What do stars do? What do they give off? So it's not, they're not the same, but they're the same family. And he said, your seed will be like what? Star. Star, uh, be, uh, be like stars, and you will not be able to number them. If thou be able to number them, he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. Like the stars of heaven. Like stars of heaven. So his seed will be like the stars of heaven. You can't count them, but they're in the same stratosphere as the sun and the moon. They're light bearers. And when Yahshua changed in Matthew 17, he was completely light. And something's going to happen to the saints that they're going to be changed and they're going to be just like light of a divine nature. So you ain't going to be the sun or the moon, but you can be a, a star. You can be a star. So um, when we get ready for this feast, um, you know, understand that the person sitting beside you is a sukkah. And the disciples and the apostles got a great lesson that the sukkah must come down. Because he's going to build up another sukkah. But that sukkah is going to be more like a temple. And that will be forever. So uh, with that being said, go rejoice before the face of your creator. Okay, of our creator. Be before his face. He's waiting on you. Okay. Shabbat shalom, Cox and Mayak. Uh, Cox and Mac Sukkot Israel. Um, so that being said,